When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading a new episode, or maybe streaming live, who knows, maybe you're not downloading, um, a new episode of the Retro Gamers, Larry here. And Anthony here. What's going on, Ant? Uh, you know, just uh, another week's gone by. Another week, that's it. <laughs> LA's still here, New York is still here, the Retro Gamers are still here. Yeah, but I don't know for how much longer, because every time I check the news, you know, we're, I'm on the West Coast, so I gotta worry about North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the East Coast, so I gotta worry about New Jersey. <laughs> Well, yeah, but New York has always had to worry about New Jersey because they're just creeping right up underneath you guys. This is true. Ah, we love New Jersey. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) No offense, Frankie. I know you moved to New Jersey. Oh, that's right. I forgot he moved to New Jersey. I got my my cousin. Well, we have two. We have two two friends that live in New Jersey. Who's the other one who lives in Jersey? The other Anthony. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know the 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 Anthony that um, we're not bringing on the show to talk about the NES Classic. <laughs> I'm dying to get. It. I'm going to see him next week. I may have to do a oh, special really? interview with him. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean that that will make that a segment for next week's show. <laughs> oh God! Now I have to bring my microphone and everything. <laughs> yes, you. Do. Yes, you do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna log we're gonna log it in for ep- the next episode. <laughs> He's going to take up the entire hour. That's okay. That's what editing's for. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. We, Of course, we here at the Retro Gamers never edit anything well, <laughs> that we say. Everything that you hear is completely live. Of course. That's why in the last two weeks when you've heard those sound effect drops, we just do that live. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That That's just when we say a naughty word. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We should try that. <laughs> I got to think of a sound, though. Perfect sound. Well, you remember those videos that went around online of like presidential speeches where they would drop in sounds in a regular oh, speech. Oh yeah, so yeah, it yeah, Sounds yeah. like so it sounds like yeah. they're cursing, like unnecessary cursing or whatever. I think Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I, for, I forgot yeah. what it was called, but those were those were funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it has nothing to do with Richard. No, we usually don't curse anyway, so we're pretty good with that. Yeah, we're we're pretty peachy. It's Frank when Frank's on. He's the one you got to be careful. Yeah, I know he's got a potty mouth. Frank, if you're ever going to guest on our show again, watch the language. He's already taken care of that because now he's got his own show, so it's okay. All right. Well, then he can curse all he wants. And he on has his show. already. Yes, he has. The better half. Check it out. Oh, wait. That's right. You're on that, too. I am, too. Co-host. Thank you very much. You co-host everything. I, <laughs> except for the Pro Slam World podcast. Wham! That's just me. Yeah, that's probably what. Nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's doing it, good. I, I was gonna say I was about to throw an insult your way, but you know what? I mean, running a, running a podcast solo has got to be super difficult. So kudos to you. That's why it's only a half hour. No, it's not. You know what it is? And I used still, to still 
it's and I used to do this one, you know, before let's kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. Before we started doing the retro gamers, I was doing like my own shows more of the same it was called and it's it is difficult to do it as just one person because you know that people don't want to really want to listen to you for like a long period of time unless you really yeah. have something good to say uh, it's true i i usually cap off with you around three minutes uh, that's why my original shows are like 15 minutes 10 15 minutes <laughs> yeah honestly that, that's why our first retro gaming podcasts were like 20 because exactly. my head was going to explode it, it, listen it was, it was it was tough to get there i didn't even have you mic'd properly so <laughs> yeah i know at least now like i've built up a tolerance level so we're good <laughs> and when i know what i'm talking about by myself that's why pro slam world is the hottest newest wrestling show on the internet but right now we're here for the retro gaming even though uh yesterday we uh we really didn't play much retro yesterday yesterday no, from do, when we recorded we, we didn't do much retro gaming which by the way would prompt me to bring up the um the elephant in the room that is Castlevania Two Simon's Quest yeah. that you still haven't gotten back to. I'll get there. I've been these yep. last. I maybe just I, you know what? I keep thinking I'm gonna do it on a Friday. I just can't do it on a Friday. I just got to do it just whenever I'm ready. So it's gonna be kind of sporadic, unfortunately. Well, and that's just the way to do it. I yeah. mean, whenever whenever you have the time, just throw up a live stream, play it, and uh, you know the video will save on the page anyway. That's so true. That's people true. can view it later if they want to. Just to see how bad you are at uh, Castlevania 2. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I hate that game. But anyway, like um, to your point, though, yesterday um, you had brought up to me that you were going to stream live, and I actually had a pocket of free time, which is rare for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, if, you, if, you know, if, if you know me, you know what that means. I actually had a friend <laughs> on the phone last night who's like, wait a minute, it's 730 on a Saturday night and you're home? And I'm like <laughs> – yeah, I go. Not only am I home, I don't have anything to do. It was, it was, it was, it was glorious. But um, so, uh, so yesterday, you know, you told me that uh, you had some free. You were going to go on and live stream, and mm -hmm. I was home, so I was like, "Oh, great!" I go, "I will, I will join your live stream. Let's play a retro game against each other." Totally. So that was the initial plan, and then a friend of ours. Um, decided to shoot us a message saying that he downloaded a brand new game that most of us if not all of us have eagerly been waiting for i know like i've been like chomping at the bit to get my hands on this game um and it released this week or last week um and so if you don't know what that game is it is friday the 13th and no we're not talking about the reviled <laughs> nes Friday the 13th game, but a brand new Friday the 13th game has released on Steam, Xbox One, and PS4, yes. I believe. Yep, yep. Um, it is online only, and it can play up to eight players where one person is randomly selected to play Jason, and everybody else plays the camp counselors. And what it is is it's basically a 20-minute game where the counselor's goal – is uh, the counselors have to survive at least one counselor um, or all, however many can make it. Their goal is to survive the night, while Jason's goal is to slaughter them all. Yeah, could and... not be more fun. <laughs> it almost, you know, it almost plays like the NES game as far as counselor versus Jason. There mm. really wasn't anything else. You run around the camp. I mean, in the NES version, you were only the counselor, but you ran around the camp having to destroy Jason. In this game. Yes, you try and survive, but you can attack, and I don't know if you can kill Jason, but you can definitely attack him enough. Yes, you can. You can kill him, okay. 
you can't kill him. I have no idea how much it takes to kill him. But yes, the uh, one of the options for the counselors, the options for survival are you kill Jason, you survive the night, and I think each round that you play is about 20 minutes. So basically you have to survive 20 minutes in the game um, to survive the night. Um, the other option is you can fix the car mm-hmm. and drive away. Or a boat. Or a boat. You yep. can fix a car or a boat. And then the last option is to call the police and then get in the cop car before Jason gets you. Gotcha. So there are a lot of options for the council to survive. Jason's obviously, you know, one goal only. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill. Yep. Um, which is awesome. But what I love about the game is that um, uh, and, you know, we just we played a handful of times last night. And what's awesome about it is the it's like um, when I, it felt like when I was when I first played Resident Evil. It's like that survival horror kind of game, yes. especially when you're the counselor. It's like you're walking around. It's dark. You have no idea where what's going to come out at you, what's going to grab you. And granted, in this case, it's just one person. It's Jason. But still, it's like you have no idea where he is. So you're basically kind of sneaking around, trying to find places to hide, trying to find weapons, the car battery, things like this. Um, all at the same time, he can just like come bursting through a door and start killing you. It's It's like – um, it's awesome. It's like just absolutely awesome. They they definitely gave an edge for the player as Jason because you know as the counselors is eight of up to eight uh, seven of them excuse me, and you can hide uh, like a buddy of ours Frank. You know he pretty much found a found a closet and hid for like fifteen minutes. So no 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 he did not hide for fifteen minutes. He hid for like nineteen minutes and like fifteen seconds. <laughs> He was like 45 seconds away from surviving the night, and then Jason found him and slaughtered him with like 20 seconds and, ago. And let me let me preface it by saying, by like literally, game starts, three, two, one, go, into a closet he ran, and that's where he was for the remainder of the game. He really didn't go around the camp. Uh, but with Jason, they give you a lot of, um, like, you can warp, essentially. You can, they have that stalker mode where it's almost like, like, remember, like, from um, uh, Evil Dead, uh, it's mm-hmm. very much it's a Sam Raimi f- style of shooting where he, you just take the camera and just move forward at a fast pace and like you're whipping through the trees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ha- so there are ways because instead of just Jason walking around the camp, he can warp, he can speed up and stuff like that, and and uh, that takes some time to get used to because I was playing around with that when I was Jason and I found out because I went back and watched the feed. By the way, this was all streamed live on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash retrogamerspodcast. I realized how I became Jason, because now I remember what happened. When I was waiting, when we wait for the game to start, on the bottom mm-hmm. it said, and I must have hit the button, it said, assign Jason. Oh, as if you hit host, one you of the behind? buttons. You... You, yes, oh, as a host, okay. you can assign anyone as Jason. Oh, so cool. I must have hit the button and wham, that, that's, that was me. So... Yeah, see, I randomly got picked for the first one. No, yeah, that I found funny, <laughs> which was great. So, but um, to your point though, with the with the powers that Jason has, like with the with the uh, he's got rage mode where he can just burst through doors and walls <laughs> yeah. without like having to chop through them and stuff. But like, and then the morphing and all that stuff. I mean, those are classic horror movie tropes because the whole idea when you watch Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I'm a you know I'm a huge horror movie fan, mm-hmm. huge Friday the Thirteenth movie fan. I have you know I have the box set and everything. Love those movies. Is that 
no matter where you are in a, like those horror movies, like the counselors, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how fast you run. He always manages to catch up to you, even though he doesn't run. Totally. So yeah, it's just one of those things. So the fact that they added that into the game where he can just like, like he can basically morph or tra- they call it morphing, but basically he transports himself from one side of the camp to the other in the blink <laughs> of an eye. Now, granted, there are limitations to your powers. So in other words, it's like once you morph, you have to wait for the morph like power cooldown uh, grid. Yeah, yeah, the power grid to refill so you can do it again. So it's not like you can just keep doing it until you find people. So, you know, that part is cool. But it's just that idea of like um, the people who created this game were clearly huge fans of the franchise because when they actually started making this game on um, when they started making this game on on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. When they were making this game on Kickstarter, it was not Friday the 13th themed. They were using Friday the 13th as an homage to it, and they were doing a game where it was camp counselors versus a killer. Mm -hmm. And then they managed to get the license for Friday the 13th, which just made it even better. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, what I love about the game, first of all, when it starts up, when the um, when it's you know it's loading up, the opening, you know, like the logos for the for the company and everything are done in VHS style graphics, like poor yes. tracking. You see the track lines, and so, you know it's four three ratio, so very eighties like. And in the game, when Jason gets close to you, the game the game starts to to skip like an old VHS tape would when the tracking was off. Yes. So a lot and of that it's freaky. Oh, totally. A lot of that little little items is what really makes the game fun. Um there's like what? What was it? Like six or seven different Jasons? Yeah, they 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 pull yeah, they pull different versions of Jason from different movies. So like there's one there's the one from like You start out with two- part 3. Yeah, is it part three? You start out with part three where he wears the where he's wearing uh, like a bag over his head or like a, no no. A, a... That's part no? two. That's unlocked. That's a part two. That's unlocked later. When they when you oh. first buy the game, you're just traditional Jason from part three, which I guess is the first time he wore the hockey mask. Yeah, well, three he was wearing like the bag, and then he finds the mask. Oh oh oh, I'm sorry. Okay, he switches. So okay, I that's why that. I thought it was. Th- uh, that's why I was thinking gotcha. it was uh, three. But you can but, unlock the bag. Yeah. Yeah, you can unlock the one where he just wears the bag. Um, there's the, the part eight, Jason takes Manhattan, um, mm-hmm. Jason, which was really cool. Um, he, he definitely, uh, part, uh, part eight was probably one of the, what was it? Eight or seven? No, it was eight. Yeah. Jason takes Manhattan, uh, was one of the ones where he had some of the coolest, uh, death scenes, like the murder scenes in that one. Okay. Really awesome. Because it was a cruise ship full of like people. It was like oh, a cruise yeah. ship full of, a, it was like, it was like a high school cruise or whatever it was. So it was just like. It was just awesome. Um, I think when he knocked the guy's head off. <laughs> yes, that's oh, one. That's when we knocked. Yeah, he just punched the guy's head off. Um, and speaking of punching somebody's head off, we can talk a little bit about um, Jason's powers that you can unlock because as you play more, um, you actually level up and get points, competitive points, so that you can unlock special abilities for the counselors and Jason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, you can unlock moves for Jason. Uh, so you can punch somebody's head off with one shot, or you can squeeze their head until it pops. <laughs> you know, there, if you're squeamish out there, be careful, folks. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just all around. I mean, we played like two or three games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first game was really just a trial, where yeah. actually, uh, of course, the drawback to playing any online game is going to be 
uh, people's tendency to drop out of it. Yeah, we started uh, with so, like six players, and then we were down to just us two. Which and we were down, yeah, one on one, the game is not that good. You got to really have, I mean, unless it, it boils down to one on one, but to start the game like that, you really got to have at least maybe four or five people playing. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely need you definitely need a good handful of people because it's no fun if you're just like trying to track down one person. Yeah. But um, yeah, but as with all online play, it's like it's just a natural tendency. Like people will drop out of a game in the middle of it, or their internet gets interrupted, so yeah. they drop out of a game. So it's it's just one of those things. It's a really cool game to have if you have a group of friends who all want to play. So like us, like we have a lot of friends who love Friday the Thirteenth. So there are going to be a whole bunch of us playing it. It'll be great because you can do a private game with just your group. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And it's like, so when, cool. it's like when we used to play Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, we'd all get together and just yes. play. And another zombie, you know, not another zombie, but it's a zombie-type game. If you've never played those, those were awesome on Xbox 360. Um, I remember one time with Left 4 Dead, we played... It's a four-player game, four-player co-op, and it plays like a movie. And I, I don't know if you remember this, Ant. There was eight of us playing... So four of us played one game, four of us was playing a separate game, but all yep. eight of us was in the same chat. So no, trying to talk to that. each other's teams was absolutely useless. Oh yeah, no, that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, but that, that, that's kind of how we... It's kind of how we do things. We don't like to make sense. No, of course. And we got to figure out a way if we, when we play this to do the chat where, like, if we're Jason, but I guess it's going to be hard to do. Like, if you're Jason, like, to you not drop be out on the, the chat. chat. Yeah. Eh, yeah, we'll that way the out. counselors can talk to each other. Did you see the the not? It's not a bad thing, but um, apparently when Friday Thirteenth was on Kickstarter, one of the perks, what do they call them, perks, rewards, rewards. Yeah. One of the rewards you can get as being a backer was like they called it the Savini Jason. Basically, this like a Uber Jason who just looked sick. Um, I, I pulled it up on my Ooh. phone. I'm going to show Ant. Oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and had like souped up powers, like over the top ridiculous. But they've gone on record and saying, unless you were a backer, there is no way you're getting him. He's not going to be a future download. He's not going to be a future uh, purchase. Bummer. That was, which I like that idea because then it makes it special for the backers. Yep. But um, yeah, he looks, he looks nasty. Not from any, not from any Jason movie ever before. So. All right, that yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, I'm big, uh, big fan of that. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, no. Overall, Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, it's a new game, but you know what? We're gamers at heart, and uh, this one's gonna be this one's gonna be a fun one to play. Yeah. So every yeah, and every once in a while, you know, just to our listeners out there, I mean, yes, we ninety nine percent of the time we'll talk retro gaming, but you know what? We gotta let some of the new ones creep in too. I mean, um, I've I've been holding my tongue about Breath of the Wild pretty much for every episode because I've been playing that like crazy. So <laughs> I gotta stop playing that. I'm so, so awesome. Mind. I might as well just start it over. I am almost ready to take on Ganon. Wow! Holy cow! All right, that's it. I yeah. really got to pick it up. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart anyway, so I like that. I I have yet to put any other game in my Switch. <laughs> well, we got to play Bomberman. I bought Bomberman just for the online. I still play. haven't played it. So, and you know, uh, side note: online play in 2018, Nintendo announced their online service. We could talk about this more maybe in a future episode. Um, but like Xbox, and I think like PlayStation. Online Nintendo, you can only play online with a paid subscription. Yes, I, I heard about that now. 
Um, so, well, that happened, that happened to me yesterday with the Friday the 13th. <laughs> did, I had yeah. to, I had to, I had to redo my Xbox live, uh, gold membership just so I can play with you guys. <laughs> it's worth it in the end. You get free games and stuff like that. So. No, no, no. At the end of the day, I'm not yeah. complaining. It's just that I think I had gone almost a year without, without renewing it because I barely turn on my Xbox. Which I'm, I'm usually, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I do have a little bit of free time, I'm usually retro gaming. Yeah, I don't even renew. I don't put it on auto renew. If you know, I got to renew no, every, pretty much every Christmas, and I'll. That's usually when deals are, anyways. Like they go on sale. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the one I just did was a 15 month deal for less. I think it was like 50 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No, because it's usually 60 bucks yeah. for 12. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. not bad at all. Yep. Cool. Well, there you go, folks. Friday the 13th, the game. Check it out on Xbox One. PS4 and Steam. Retro gamers, we play on Xbox One, and uh, maybe you'll uh, see us online. And uh, check us out. Friday the 13th, the game. All right. So uh, this summer, you know, we got this uh, all over the country, let alone here on Long Island, out in L.A. You know, we got some... uh, some expos happening, which involve tournaments. You know, tournaments are really starting to come back as far as retro gaming tournaments. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually think they've been, uh, I mean, I think they've been happening longer than we realize because, you know, I mean, retro gaming is not exactly a new concept. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 30, 40 years of uh, gaming history at this point now. So, um, yeah, and it's kind of cool to see that, you know, they're, you know, they're becoming relevant in that es- in that sense of like ex- expos conventions and mm-hmm. of course now tournaments you see a lot of um you know you see a lot of speed run you know the speed yes. runs that yeah. people do and they raise money when they do those speed runs which is kind of cool no those um, things so- are cool i like that yeah no the speed runs um and just general tournaments and we're not talking about like just one on one tournaments just playing games in general tournament yeah so i mean it's just a yeah, it's just a a cool thing. I know um while we were uh while we were, you know, discussing what we were going to talk, you know, talk about on the show today, um we you we were talking about the uh the Long Island Expo in mm-hmm. August that um I'm going to be coming in for. And I know they have a few tournaments um on yep. their uh on their docket. Um I'm hoping uh, we have a little time to play some. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, there's uh, what did I say? Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen games are gonna be played uh, tournament style. And uh, first of all, before we get into that, let's let's give them a shout out. That's the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2017. So if you're on Long Island uh, in August, definitely come check them out. It's a great show. It's a great time. Had by all. It's August 12th and August 13th at the Cradle of Aviation Museum, Garden City, New York. Anthony's flying in. He's got all that. He's got all those miles logged from Japan. You might as well use them. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I mean, let me tell you something. Flying back and forth to Japan, I mean, the, the, trust me, it, it's a long flight, and yeah, it's it hurts, but... Let me tell you, in the span of four months, I went from a no-name in American Airlines to executive platinum. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just, a, it's just amazing what six trips to Japan will do. And, so, yeah. you know, and I have another one coming up in two weeks. So I, get to, just, I, I, I just get to pad those can you, uh, frequent flyer miles. Can you share those frequent flyer miles? Would you be able to no. gift them to anybody? 
No. Uh, I guess I'm flying coach to L.A. one day. Okay. They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Cradle of Aviation Museum, uh, again, we'll have we'll host the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2017. Tickets available, expo.liretro.com. Single day tickets for adults, $20, children, 2 through 12. $10, you can get two-day pass, $30 and $15 respectively. And the single day passes will be available at the door, but they will be $5 more. So might as well buy them ahead of time. Buy them online, and you get yourselves in not only to purchase some cool stuff. There's going to be a lot of awesome vendors selling some sweet merch. Uh, we're going to be there walking around, checking everything out. We're going to be doing a podcast from there. Um, yeah, that'll so be fun. Check us out. And uh, there's going to be some tournaments, a couple of ones with with you know some high-deal high, uh, high deal information with them. Uh, let me see here. So there's with 18 games happening just to name a couple of the tournaments that the long island retro is going to have which one well which ones which ones catch your eye i.e okay. which ones do you want to play yeah because so i'm looking at tetris i definitely want to play that one i'm looking at mario kart 64 Ooh, uh, yes i may i may even like to get my hands on tetris attacks tetris attack because that's essentially tetris 2 which was pokemon puzzle league Oh, okay. All right. So I, I officially have about oh, a little over two months to get my Tetris skills up to snuff. <laughs> uh, uh, the, my, I, I'm very confident with my Mario Kart 64 uh, playing because I was awesome in that game. Black Friday savings at Bloomingdale's are here. Take 25% off a large selection of regular and sale price items. Plus, take an extra 50% off a large selection of clearance items. Shop online Thursday through Saturday and in-store Friday through Sunday. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Well, they also have Super Mario Kart Battle. So the Super Nintendo oh version. Oh my god, I mode. love that battle. Yep. That, that battle is awesome. Didn't they add that to the Switch one? Yes, they did. Yep, Switch okay, now has yeah. battle mode, yep. Definitely need to play that. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 catches my eye. and so... I will get slaughtered in that. <laughs> um, so is GoldenEye, actually. Nope. And, uh, I mean, there's a ton of them, but one more to mention here. NHL 94 on Genesis. That is the best NHL game ever made. Ah, see, I'm going to challenge you with NHL PA 93, but that's okay. I'll go with NHL. No, I'll go. No, fair go enough. 94. Go um, 94. And you got to see, I mean, each game has, like, there's special rule set for the tournament. You can't just go in and play. Like, for example, Tetris. Here's the yep. rule. It's a single elimination, and the match will play in type A mode. Okay. So that's just traditional Tetris. Yep. Starting at level 5. Okay, that makes and, sense. And the first player, I guess, is they they do two player mode. Uh, first player to the top who who tops out loses. So as you traditionally would. Oh, so it's not score. No, it's probably it's probably just going to be one on one. You know, it's like a bracket. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And then just whoever tops out loses. Oh well, what's to stop people from quote unquote cheating? Well, some of these games do limit you with well, what you can do uh, as far okay, as... Okay, I was going to say, like, when I think of cheating, in other words, like, you know how you can speed up how uh, a piece moves down? Yeah. 
So if I'm playing against somebody, what's to stop me from not doing that and just letting the piece fall slowly? Oh well, no, that's because the, that's the faster the, the fa- yeah, it kind of is. Because the, the faster you get to a next another level, the faster the pieces come down. So if I just let the pieces fall slowly on level five, and the other guy's just letting them drop really quickly, he'll be out way before I did. So. Strategy, like we're talking like 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 affecting the like. There's a Mortal Kombat two tournament, and they say yep. game breaking glitches are banned because you can do something that will like break the game. Sort of will get you yep. through a move. Those are banned. So if it's just if it's just a notion in the game or a mechanic, mm-hmm. hey, all's fair in love and war at that point. All right, cool. So, um, so can we request in the tournament to go against each other? <laughs> I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or what if we uh, what if we magically wound up being the finalists? There you go. <laughs> then everyone would accuse us of uh, making our way to the final. Collusion. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolute collusion. So um, no, there's a ton of tournaments here. It's pretty cool. Uh, check it out at the website again, expo.liretro.com. Um, but those are not the only tournaments going on in the United States, Larry. No, I was going to say, yeah, there's some other tournaments, right? You uh, you stumbled upon a couple. Yeah, um, while I was uh, while I was doing, you know, my my research for today's episode because I'm very thorough in my you research, um, I happened to come across uh, the Retro World Series, Ooh, which fun. apparently started last year. Um, and they have, uh, the, uh, last year, the 2016 retro world series, it had, there were 12 tournaments at the main event and there were 13 satellite tournaments that went on. Really? Um, yeah. Um, and the location, there were only two States, I guess it looks like at the time that, uh, last year that did it. So it was in Wisconsin. Uh, there were two different locations in Wisconsin and then four different locations in Texas with the main event. Uh, tournament happening in Houston, uh, and this was in August of last year. Okay. Now this this year um, they've announced uh, it's again just um, two states. Um, one of the events has already happened. Uh, three events in Texas, and then um, we have the uh, we have one happening in Arizona. Hmm. So uh, so for anybody who's interested in looking looking up this information. Um, uh, and and this is going to be end of July, early August. There's the Classic Game Fest in Austin, Texas, the Let's Play Gaming Expo in Irving, Texas, and then the Game On Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. So those are the three that are left to come. The one that actually already happened was the South Texas Comic Con in McAllen, Texas. Okay. So so the cool thing is that they have they have this whole schedule. Um, and there are a number of different tournaments that happen, um, in the actual, you know, at the actual event. So for example, for example, um, at the South Texas one, the, the tournaments included, um, Super Smash Brothers, the original, uh, Pokemon, um, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Mario Kart 64. Nice. And um, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Wow, okay. Um, not only that, but um, they had a whole bunch of other uh, they had a whole bunch of other games which included Popeye for NES. Ah <laughs> nice. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. Oh man, good games. Uh, uh, and uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Ooh, I haven't played that one in a while. Uh, RoboCop versus Terminator. <laughs> All right. 
So they, uh, those were some of the, the more minor games that happened. Um, but the main, the main ones were the ones I, I pointed out, which are like Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, and all that stuff. Those are usually ones um, that get the tournament play anyway. Yep, and 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 it was and it's a it was a true tournament play as in um, bracketed single elimination tournament style. So oh, until sweet. you got to until you got to the champion. So for the for example, for Super Smash Brothers, our South Texas champion went by Big Poppy Chulo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big Poppy Chulo, congratulations. So um, yeah, so. Uh, he, I guess, he will go on to the, you know, to the. Uh, I would assume he would go on to the World Series Finals. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm not exactly 100 percent sure on how all of it works for them, but um, it's open to any age. Uh, if you're, un- you know, if somebody wants to play and they're under 18, you just need a parent or guardian to sign a form. Um, and yeah, so the maximum number of participants for each tournament. Is uh, uh, two hundred fifty six participants. Wow. Um, so that's yeah, it's large. But when you you know, I mean, break it down. You know that that that's a nice even number two fifty six to one twenty eight to sixty four. No, 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 no true. I'm just saying. So, oh wow, that's a lot of people. It's a big tournament. Yep. So yeah, so it's it's a huge tournament. Uh, the main event one will be, I'm assuming, will be this year at the Game On Expo because that's the last. Uh, oh no, more coming soon. So I'm assuming there are going to be more listed. Mm-hmm. These are just the four that they have so far. Okay. So just gotta keep, um, just gotta keep looking on their website uh, for more information. So, but again, it's just one of those things where it's nice to see these things popping up. Um, granted, I wish. I wish one of these was happening near me, and hopefully, you know, they'll announce that one's happening near me. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, because I would definitely love to join in. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, to be honest with you, I would, I would go in to play Popeye. <laughs> that but would. Be, that's saying. a weird. Like, I'm trying to figure out even like, well, I guess Pokemon because you can play against each other in Pokemon. I was trying to figure out how that worked. Uh, but Popeye, that's. Let me ask you this. That actually brings up a point. Um, would you prefer a tournament, though, to be one-on-one where, like, it's just there is a clear winner or loser? Or do you think it would be better if it was all about the high score? D- uh, you know, it depends on the game. Like, kind of to your point, like for the Long Island Gaming Expo. Yeah. Um for Tetris, I would rather it be high score instead of who gets who loses first mm-hmm. is out. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the fact of, like I said, there are ways where you can prolong the game. Mm-hmm. So um, that would just be my preference for that. When you have a game like uh, like a Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers, it's just to me like well, I think it's no last, yeah. Well, no, at that point it's like just yeah, last man standing, whoever comes in first. Well, that's not true because in Super Smash Brothers. You can win the bout, but they also have scores, don't they? Or is it just no? They don't. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think they have no. scores. No. All right. Yeah. So then, in those cases, yeah, it's just whoever comes in first. So it all depends on which game. Okay. Tetris is Tetris for me. It would be score. Okay. I think I'd prefer. Yeah, I would prefer a tournament that involves scores as opposed to one on one. Um, not saying there's anything wrong with the one on one tournaments. It's just me being a gamer. I'm better off shooting for a high score than I am to try and defeat someone at a at a one-on-one game. That's me personally. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are going to think otherwise. They, they'd rather do like a like a Street Fighter type game. Um, Long Island Retro is going to have Marvel's Capcom 2 there and stuff. Oh, no. Uh-oh. What's the matter? 
I found something out very interesting, Larry, that you're going to love. Uh-oh. At the Let's Play Retro Gaming Expo in Irving, Texas on August 5th and 6th, you're going to have to go because... <laughs> Give me some of those travel points. They are having... And it says here, backed by popular demand, if you can Ooh. even fathom this concept, hmm. they are doing a virtual boy tournament. <laughs> oh, what? Yep. How can they even broadcast that? Well, here you go. Um, backed by popular demand, two-player wall-projected virtual boy. Wall-projected. Oh, that's... So, <laughs> this is great. Um so if you hadn't heard, and I, I'm sure you haven't heard, and nobody listening to this podcast has heard, because the Virtual Boy is, you know, the you know absolute cesspool of a system <laughs> that <Damn>. should <laughs> that should be that should be sitting at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. I had to explain. Um, who was I? I was explaining to someone the other day. Oh, two days ago. Hold on. All right. Mm -hmm. I was explaining to someone the Virtual Boy. I went out. This is gonna get a little local. Out here on Friday night, uh, Mulcahy's in Wanto, New York, had 80s versus 90s night at the bar. Okay. And it was 80s music versus 90s music. Two bands. Actually, great bands. It was right. 80s music was the Ronald Reagans, and um, 90s music oh, was Lord. the 90s band. Both of them were fantastic. Great. I okay. want to shout out to them. The good stuff. So, But before all that started, I was meeting up because I went with my cousin and her husband. So I was meeting up with some of her friends from work, uh, and this guy came over. We were just talking. Nice guy. And he asked me what I do, and it was kind of like the first time I was like, well, I work here, and I'm a podcaster. So that felt like fun, just dropping that note. So I started explaining the retro gamers, and you know, as everyone's like, oh, I remember playing Nintendo, Genesis, Master System, whatever. So I was telling about the recurring... I like to call it a joke, but the recurring segment of uh, what? Wait, wait, Virtual uh, Boy. Joke? What, what, what joke are we talking because about? Because no one the, can uh, have that much hatred in their heart for, for a video game system. Look, you know what? When it comes to the Virtual Boy, I have a very special black spot in my heart for it. <laughs> so, okay? Well, then you'll love this. He goes, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, which so makes me laugh. I wish I was there because I would have been like, it's the worst video game system ever created. It's the cockroach Ooh, video wow, game. Wow, I didn't go that far. <laughs> Look, I'll admit, it was not a success. So it was a bad system. I'll, I'll admit that part, but I still enjoyed it. So I was trying nope. to explain it to the him. Cockroach, the thing about the cockroach of Ooh. consoles. So, that's what I'm, that's and, what I'm trying to, and I'm trying to explain to him at first how it looks. And he just... He wasn't comprehending because it's very hard to comprehend what the Virtual Boy should look like because you would think it's something that you wear on your head when, as we all know, you put it on the table. So finally I had to break out. I broke out a, a photo of it. And when he looked at it, he's like, how, how did that sell? I'm like, not good at all. Lasted less than yep. a year. So it was, it was, I'm introducing new people to the Virtual Boy. And right off the bat, they're realizing how bad it was. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it's perfectly fine because I'm very happy to fill that segment on our show um, since I do hate it so much. And not only, and, let, and, let, and let's, let's be fair. Everybody I talk to hates it equally. <laughs> oh, so wow. you are in a world of your own. Yeah, I haven't found, uh, I haven't found anyone yet. Go ahead though. There's a tournament. Well, appar but apparently, you know, apparently I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now that there are people in Texas who like the virtual boys. So like, you know, you need to go join those like three people and just get together. <laughs> I knew I liked Texas because I think you're the, I think you're the only ones in existence that like the Virtual Boy. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I'm reading this now, and if you hadn't heard, 
Someone ported Street Fighter 2 to the Virtual Boy. What? Yep. <laughs> Somebody ported Street Fighter 2 to the Virtual Boy. So last year, the Let's Play, Let's Play Gaming Expo was the first, as they know it, to do a public demonstration of the game because somebody donated two copies of the game. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now what they did was they sent one of their virtual boys to France. <laughs> they shipped their virtual boy to France to get it modded so it had video output capability. Wow. So now, so now what they're able to do is they're able to project the Virtual Boy onto a wall. Holy cow. So that's why they're doing a Virtual Boy tournament. Now, they do add a disclaimer. <laughs> it says, compete at your own risk. The Nintendo Virtual Boy is urban legendly known for causing headaches. Let's Play Gaming Expo is not responsible for any ailments or damages caused by using the Nintendo Virtual Boy to fight the fact that nobody has had any issues last year. It does have an auto-pause feature in the Virtual Boy, if you didn't know well, about it. And my problem with the Virtual Boy is I don't even need to play it. Just when I see it, I get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not my fault you can't see 3D, okay? Okay. I can see 3D just fine. <laughs> I see 3D just fine. The Virtual Boy was not 3D. <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it, was, it was like suck D. I don't even know what it to call it. <laughs> it was, okay, oh I have God. no idea. But uh, it was terrible. Well, I'm going to Texas now. <laughs> I you need to go to Irving, Texas, August 5th and 6th, and play Street Fighter 2 in the Virtual Boy Tournament. I just want to see what that looks like. That that sounds sweet. All right, we're going to check. I'm going to somehow check that out. Someone set up a GoFundMe page. Get me uh, someone <laughs> donate money so I can get tickets. Round trip, mind you, to Houston. I think you need, I think you need to go. First you, you, ha you have to go. August 5th and 6th. i got to make sure I'm not busy. That, those dates yeah. sound familiar. Well, it's it's the week before, um, it's the week before Long Island Retro Gaming. True. Expo. Yes, I got it. It's going to be a busy it's, August, people. It is. It's also somebody's birthday. <laughs> That's why. Why? Why do I keep forgetting <laughs> about him on this show? Your interview. You're going to interview him next week. I, I would strongly <laughs> suggest you don't forget these pieces of information. Holy cow! Okay, thank you for reminding me on that. Yes. All right, well, we'll Good get God. there when we get there. Oh, Folks, tune in next Take week. Take him with you. It's going to be a wild show next week. I'm telling you right now. I cannot wait. <laughs> so check out local tournaments near you. If you have a local video game tournament near you, listen, post it on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. Yep. Spread the word. It, spread the love. Yep. And if it's in New York or L.A., you know, Larry and Larry and I will uh, show up separately, of course. Yeah, for now. Uh, but, yeah, no, we, uh, we love our tournaments, and we love our retro gaming. All this talks about tournaments. Let's talk about one of the biggest tournaments that we can remember uh, as kids in New York. And it's funny because... Um, me and Anthony back in 1990, we were both at the Jacob Javits Center. We were both at a Nintendo competition, and we didn't know about it because we didn't meet till about what five years later. Um, we met in oh god, right? was I was it? a freshman. So I had yeah, to be you were a 95. freshman. Um, was that 1994? Yeah, I was a freshman 93. in 94. No, I was a freshman what? in 94. Yeah, so we met like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, so um, I've been I've been a tortured soul for all these years. <laughs> How dare you? 
knowing you. I was mugged the first day I I went to your house. You remember this? Yeah, um, and yes, we've talked about this on the show. And you know what? (laughs) I mean, if. I, I I tried desperately to get rid of you after that first day, but apparently that just didn't work. <laughs> so, uh, but we both were at, and we probably who knows, we may have run into each other, we may we may have crossed each other's path. Uh, but we were at the 1990 Nintendo Power Fest at the Jacob Javis Center in New York City. That is correct, and it's funny since um you know we seem to be talking about tournaments a lot today, um. I decided um, I decided that, you know, for our retro spotlight this week, because our retro spotlight now, I've, you know, it's been spanning. It, it's not just about video games. Like, we've talked about other things. Yeah, like, we talked we talked about a console, and um, I thought, why not cover something really cool? And the Nintendo World Championships of 1990 was, like, the biggest deal. So, um, sure and it happened, it happened at PowerFest at the Jacob Javits Center. Now, do you remember anything specific from... Power Fest because I remember a couple. Of, there were a couple of things I remember fondly. Um, I remember. Here's what. Now I was ten, so it is a long and I time was, ago. And, and I was uh, eleven, going on twelve, if I remember correctly. Yep. So I remember it was me, my parents, and my uncle. I remember playing the <laughs> only game. I remember playing was Fester's Quest. Wow. I know I probably and played other games. Any, but NES? NES, NES Fester's Quest? Quest, yep. I okay. think I, I may have played Tetris on Game Boy, but I just remember a lot of long lines, and being a 10-year-old, you're very impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember that you only had like five minutes to play the games, because then just out of nowhere, they would all reset at the same time, automatically. Yes. <laughs> that meant you had to move yeah, on. Yeah, they, 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 no, no, they definitely had it set up yeah. like, and, properly. And uh, I remember the, uh, the the far end of the convention center was the giant stage and the setup for the actual tournament, what we know now as the Nintendo World Championship 1990, which I had a ticket for, but I was a little too uh, shy to actually want to compete. So I never actually competed in the tournament, and I'm sure my parents were very uh, upset for even uh. buying me the ticket. <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, the ticket to enter the tournament was like 10 bucks. Oh, all right. So, no, I don't, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, so mom and dad were out like so. ten bucks, and yeah. the only reason why I remember that is because I went, you know, I, I obviously I went to Powerfest as well, mm-hmm. um, and my dad took me. Okay. And uh, I remember, um, I remember playing a lot of different games. Specifically, actually, Powerfest was the first time I ever played Tetris. Really. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, Tetris wasn't a thing for me because remember, Tetris came out on Game Boy, and I didn't have a Game Boy. Did Tetris come out on Game Boy first before the NES? I guess so, right? Maybe. Uh, I I can't I can't say that for certain. Or at least who knows it wasn't on yeah. your radar. So yeah, in other words, like Tetris became on Tetris literally um, hit my radar after Powerfest. Like I went out and got Tetris for NES after that. So okay. I think it was on NES first, but. Um, it just wasn't, you know, again, when I was, you know, at that age, when I was a kid, I was playing Mario, I was playing Zelda, you know, I was playing games like that. I wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking about a puzzle game necessarily. And then, um, you know, I discovered Tetris at the, uh, power fest, but I just remember like walking into the Javits center and just seeing just the setup itself was just like, like I was, I was in complete awe. I was like, here it was, it was, it was, it was gaming Mecca. I mean, yeah. every, you know, you just look around. They had, like, every single game you can think of st- at a station. And, of course, to your point, there were a lot of long lines for games. 
Um, some games, you know, I'm sure the reason why you played Fester's Quest is because there was no line. Yeah, I think there um, really was a short line. line. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you would walk up to the ones that have the shortest line. But I remember for um, Tetris, they had Game Boys lined up yes. just with Tetris. Yep. It was a long line of Tetris. And the reason why was because Tetris was part of the Nintendo World Championships. Mm-hmm. So I remember specifically, um, I my dad bought me a ticket. For the tournament, okay, and I did, and I did play, and I do fondly remember um, he actually. And I was talking; uh, I had mentioned this to you off uh, offline, but um, he um, he took photos of me while I was actually playing in the tournament. So there are pictures <laughs> of me. Really? Or, let me rephrase that. There are pictures of my back, <laughs> my eleven year old back, you know, and the screen in front of me as I was playing. Oh, you gotta find um, those. I have to find those photos because, God, oh, man, that was so awesome. And um, uh, suffice to say, I, I did not qualify to move on in the tournament. But it was also literally when I when I played in the championship, um, I knew Super Mario Brothers and I knew Rad Racer. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time I played Tetris was in the tournament. So I had no idea what I was doing. It's not like they gave you the rules, I don't think. Like they gave you a no, basic no, idea. Just, you had no, points. They yeah. gave it no, it was just they 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 gave you the run through of what you needed to do, which was you needed to collect fifty coins in Super Mario Brothers, you needed to complete um you needed to complete a lap of Rad Racer, and then the whatever amount of time you had left was all devoted to Tetris. And the highest scores moved on. So and the it the tournament lasted, or at least that leg of the tournament, it was six minutes and 21 seconds long. I don't know why it was six minutes and 21 yeah, it was, seconds. It was always odd times, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if they had timed that out because, like, Rad Racer takes this long, Mario should take about this long, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But the point was, you know, when I played it the, through the first time, I didn't know Tetris. So, like, I was learning on the fly. So, needless to say, I lost. And then I asked my dad, I was like, I want to play again. And, you know, he kind of ho-hummed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, I want to play again. I was like, but I want to get better at Tetris. So I went over to those Game Boys and I just moved down the line. I was playing Tetris for probably like half an hour to 45 minutes. Oh, my God. On those Game Boys. And there's my dad. Now, my dad can't do anything because I'm a kid, so he can't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just – so he's either standing behind me or eventually he kind of walked up and like played a little. Yeah. Um, but – you know, he was just there waiting for me to like master Tetris, and then I'm like, "All right, I'm good. Let's go." Got another <laughs> ticket, went back into the tournament, and lost anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so you had two shots at it. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I, I had two shots at it, but you know what? I mean, God, I mean that was just so amazing. Um, and I do remember that I was still at. I was. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click. Your stuff works, but you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. 
With an Embark Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. Still at the um, PowerFest when... I think I was still at the Power Fest when the guy won, like when oh, they announced really? the regional oh, champion for New York. That, yeah. And I just, I, I was just like sneering at him. I'm like, oh, cheater! I don't <laughs> like you. You know, because there were actually three different, um, there were three different um, age groups. For yes, champions. yes, there were. Um, yeah, I probably, I was probably there maybe an hour or so. Yep. You know, my my attention span back then was, you know, it's little now. It was barely existent back then. So uh, I remember, and then I remember when we left. Remember the the odd shaped. Mario brother uh, uh, that were there, like Mario and Luigi were there, you know, guys in costumes. But yep. they were just like, they were they were almost like, like symmetrical, sh- uh, not symmetrical, what's a cylinder shape. They were very weird looking Mario and Luigi. I remember they gave out when you were leaving, they gave out free Luigi dolls, not even Mario dolls. Yep, you got a Luigi doll. So I remember getting the Luigi doll, and then. And then we'll move on to the... Well, to you also the... got to remember co- costume characters back then maybe were just kind of creepy. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, all in general. But I also... Do you remember... Do you remember Mr. Nintendo? He was no. an employee at Nintendo. There was a guy at Nintendo. Um, and if you read the book um, Console Wars, which I which I gave a review for last week, mm-hmm. um, his name was Howard Phillips. And he oh. became the face of Nintendo. Okay. No, I know him. I didn't realize he was called Mr. Nintendo. Well, it was, yeah, he was. Uh, well, he was called something like that or whatever. But, but I like, know he who was you're talking about. Yeah. For a while. yeah. So, um, I remember like he was at, if I remember correctly, he was at Javits that day because they brought him. Ah, if I remember correctly, I they brought him up right. on stage. Yes, I think I may have seen. So, so I remember they had like a separate stage on the side, not even the main stage. I think I remember like a, like a separate performance stage on the side or somewhere. They may have done like yeah. interviews or something. But I remember him. I could have sworn he was on the main stage. I could have sworn, but I could be wrong. But anyway, so. Um, but it was just one of those things where it was like, wow, I go that like, you know, you felt like this was such a big deal. And to be honest, and it was, I mean, this was like the biggest video game championship, you know, of all time, oh, yeah. so to speak. Uh, and it may still, it may still be considered one of the biggest video game championships of all time because these things, you know, they don't exactly happen that often. No, no. I mean, I don't really remember one like for Sega or, or TurboGrafx or anything like that. You know, Nintendo was such a juggernaut, especially back then. You know, tour the country, do a tournament. Why not? Uh, on a quick side note, the biggest celebrity I ran into that day was a um, a young. It wasn't Ru- Luigi. No, no, it was Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Way hmm. before he was mayor of New York. Um, well, what what was he at the time? He was. I think I don't. know, He was probably doing. I think he was getting ready to run for mayor because I think he lost once. To the con- to uh, not, uh, okay. Dinkins, I mean, but, I was gonna say he was he, he had to be somewhere at that point, like in his career. You know? Here, here's here's how this all turns about. So, me and my parents and my uncle afterwards, we go to a uh, like a restaurant bar type thing in the city. If yep. you remember the show Spin City, yep, remember the bar they used do. to always go to. Yes, that's a real place, and that's where we oh. went to, and that's where we saw Rudy Giuliani. I didn't know who he was. But I remember my dad going, "Rudy Giuliani, there's your future mayor." <laughs> So, <laughs> well, and your dad was right. Oh, as usual, he, he's definitely right on all that stuff. Um, so I remember that was the biggest celebrity that we ran into that day. 
Um, I do not remember running into any celebrities aside from Mario and Luigi. So <laughs> yes, I, I remember Luigi more than Mario. I don't remember really seeing Mario was probably too busy actually doing stuff, and Luigi was too busy working the floor. I was I was more curious as to where um where uh, Fred Savage was. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Oh, Why yeah, wasn't no, he there? The, he was too busy trying to find his brother heading to California. Yeah, you know what? I have some news for you. He was already there. <laughs> that is true. Liars. Bunch of liars. Stupid films. Um, <laughs> hey, but you know what? I Jimmy, mean, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Woods. Yeah, the, uh, the Wizard Has to Go Down is one of the, uh, like, but it's still, I mean, when you think about it, one of the best video game movies of all time. Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll put it up against Resident Evil any day of the week. <laughs> Good Lord. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the you know, um, because we've been talking, and because we were talking about tournaments and everything like that, and I knew we were going to discuss uh, Power Fest because we were both there. Um, and it is funny that we were both there, um, and there was no way we were going to. You know, bump into each not, other, yeah. of course, because we were complete strangers, and I wish we still were. But <laughs> um, so, <laughs> just of kidding, just kidding. Uh, we wouldn't have a podcast. No, not at do. all. We wouldn't be here. But um, I actually thought um, it would be a good idea to do a retro spotlight on the actual Nintendo World Championships because it was such a big event in the history of video gaming, and it is ret- you know it, it, it qualifies for retro gaming. Absolutely. So, at least it does now. When it was back then, that was you know the art. And <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so let's just roll right into our retro spotlight for the Nintendo World Championships. Let's do it. So, um, if you haven't realized it yet, the Nintendo World Championships was a video game competition organized solely by Nintendo. Um, The inauguration of the championships was on March 8th, 1990. Um, It started in Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. That was the first location at the Fair Parks Automobile Building in (laughs) Dallas, Texas. Did it say Automobile Um, Expo? No, Automobile Building. Okay. Um, and it wound up touring through 29 different cities before we got to the final championship in Los Angeles, California, of course. Los Angeles, California. So, and then, you know, and we're talking about, like, you know, major cities in the country. It wasn't, you know, so, like, you know, they were in Cleveland, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Boston, hmm. New York City, obviously, um, Hartford, Chicago, Houston, wow. Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Los Angeles twice. They, oh. did two, they did two weeks in Los Angeles before they did the finals. Figures. Um, uh, and then um, New Orleans, Atlanta, Miami, Tampa, New Jersey. Not a city <laughs> of New Jersey, just New Jersey. It is all of New Jersey. <laughs> so anyway, so as I was saying earlier – then what happened in the Nintendo World Championships is you were able anybody could play. You just had to buy a ticket into the tournament, and it was basically the highest score would you know whoever had the highest score would move on. And then these were basically regional qualifiers for the main tournament, which was going to happen in Los Angeles. Um, so at the end of the year, so the it consisted of playing three games, Super Mario Brothers, Rad Racer, and Tetris. Okay. You had six minutes and 21 seconds to get the highest score you could. Your time. Mario and Rad Racer were limited to what you needed to do. So Mario was you needed to collect 50 coins as quickly as you possibly could. Rad Racer was you needed to complete a lap as quickly as you possibly could. And then however much time left you had, you played Tetris and got as many points as you could. 
Um, and then obviously they kept going until they had, you know, a winner for New York City. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or not New York City, for all of the cities. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you had your regional qualifiers, they would go to the finals, okay? So there were three different age groups that you could play in. The first age group was 11 and below, which at that time we would have been in the same age group. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I don't think I was uh, – I wasn't I wasn't 12 yet. So okay. um, we would have competed against each other. Possibly. So – um, it was 11 and below and then 12 to 17. Okay. And then 18 and up. Gotcha. Those were your three. Um, so the, so then basically what would happen is obviously the best players would, win, uh, anybody who became a finalist would be considered the city champion okay. of their, lo- you know, of their location. They want a trophy. The, cha- oh, wow. the, the city champion would get a trophy. So all three cool. people would get a trophy. Um, and they would get a trip for two to the world finals at universal studios hollywood nice. in la very cool yep uh and just so you know the the runners up received a power pad and a game boy <laughs> oh man okay power pad what? Yeah. yeah i know <laughs> so anyway the um the finals the world finals in los angeles were held between uh it was december 7th 8th and 9th oh, that was pretty much uh, 1990 okay uh and they basically ran yeah, so this thing ran all year. It started March 8th, ended December 9th, 1990. Uh, it took place at Universal Studios Hollywood in the Star Trek Theater. Um, the Star Trek Theater was actually in the theme park. Um, oh. It's now known as the Shrek 4D attraction. Oh, so okay. Before it was the Star Trek Theater. So the contestants played a special Nintendo World Championship cartridge, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about I'll talk about in a few moments because there's something there's something special you know about that if you know anything about this thing um the cartridge consisted again it was the same thing it was three it was the same mini games mario brothers rad racer tetris um and then based on the regional champions they all competed against each other until there was only one world champion for each age group so who were these world champions? So for the 11 and under category, the champion's name was Jeff Hansen. Oh, okay. The, tw- the 12 through 17 category uh, went to Thor Ackerland. <laughs> Thor. <And> the- <laughs> Thor. The, wow. mighty, the mighty Thor. <laughs> and, then, um, and then for the adult category, 18 and over, went to Robert Whiteman. All right. Um, Quick question. Um, yes. If you would have won the New York City Championship, you were 11. By the time you would have gotten to the finals, you would have been 12. Uh, that's true, but hmm. um, I don't know if what they would have done with that. It would have been they a, disqualified you. It would have <laughs> been a glitch in the system. You would have brought down the entire thing. The whole world champion. You know what, though? That would have been awesome because then I probably would have had, like, a blurb in Console Wars. They'd be like, everything was going well with the Nintendo World Championships until Anthony <laughs> Anthony showed up and fell out of his age bracket. <laughs> okay, awesome. Moving right along. Well, no, because – anyway. Um, so that's one of the things that I like about the tournament. So – what did the winner get? Like the actual winners, like these three guys, what did they win? They won a $10,000 savings bond, which wow. is pretty damn cool, uh, especially when you're under 11, you know, for the for Jeff. Yeah. Um, you won a 40-inch rear projection television. Back then, those things were big time. This one's my favorite, though. You won a brand new 1990 Geo Metro convertible, which is what go. the car was in, I think it was the car in Rad Racer. 
basically, oh, like the look of their car. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you want a gold-painted Mario trophy. Now, here's my question. What did the 11 and under <laughs> champion do with a 1990 Geo Metro convertible? <laughs> Their parents would have been very happy, probably. <laughs> Their parents would have been very happy until they found out they had to pay the taxes. Honestly, um, can you just get the cash value? Like, doesn't that happen with, with prizes even today? Like, if you don't want the prizes, they give you, like, equivalent cash value? Uh, no. Oh, all right, never mind. In fact, you would I just know. had a conversation. No, I know. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine about that for um, uh, Price is Right because he knew somebody who went on and won a bunch of stuff. Okay. And it was uh, – just a little side note. It was Car Week, like Dream Car Week. Oh, okay. Um, so he didn't um, – so the prize he was supposed to be up for was a Ferrari. Ooh. He did not win it. He did not win it. But the cost of the Ferrari was like $205,000. Wow. Okay. Had he won the car, he would have had to pay eighty two thousand dollars in taxes. <laughs> and mean, here's the well, here's the catch though. When you go to claim your prize, yeah, you have to pay the taxes before you take it. You have to pay the whole thing up so, front. You have to pay it to take the prize. So basically what happens is you win the car, you walk over there, they're like, um, you have to pay eighty two thousand dollars in taxes. If you turn around and tell them I don't have the money, then you have to decline the prize. <laughs> wow. Whoa, that is nuts. Like not even yes. a payment plan at least. I mean, look, nope. getting a Ferrari for 82 grand is not bad at all, but to pay it all up front, that's a lot putting on your card in one shot. You got to pay that. That is You got to pay the taxes or well, I mean, my my strategy would have been very simple and I told my friend this. Um I would have Gone to my bank, got a loan for the eighty-two thousand. Yeah, I would have been like, "Look, I'm gonna pay this back in like a week." Sell the car. Um, paid off the taxes, got got the car from got the car from the dealer, and sell it right back to them. <laughs> I'd be like, "I just paid you eighty thousand dollars for taxes." I go, "I am now selling it back to you for like twenty thousand less than what it is," and I'll yeah. just walk away with the difference. There you go. That's yeah. why you're there. <laughs> So, um, so getting back to the Nintendo World Championships after mm-hmm. the sidebar. So, um, so that's what everybody won, including the Geometric Convertible. Of course, a Geometric Convertible was not a two hundred thousand no, dollar car. Absolutely not. Um, so, now the uh, question is, um, what about the cartridges? Because those they Nintendo had to make special cartridges for this event. Now, for the um, for the regular um, uh, tournament, they had like these gray Nintendo World Championship cartridges, mm-hmm. and they made like about a hundred, a little over a hundred of these. Okay. But then they had a special gold cartridge that they only made twenty six of, and they were for the. I, I'm assuming they were for the finals only. Um, and it, it and the only thing on the cartridge was this six minute and twenty one second version of Mario Red Racer. And Tetris. So the I just want real quick. I believe the gold cartridges actually were more a prize in a Nintendo Power magazine. Oh no, you were. Yeah. Oh, is that what they were? Yeah. Okay. Oh right, and the gray cartridges. My mistake. The gray cartridges were actually given to the finalists after the championship. That was their. That was one of their prizes. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo Power. You are correct. Nintendo Power gave those out. That was my mistake. 
Um, so the cool thing about the cartridge today is that because only 26 of them exist, they are ridiculously rare. And Maybe you'll read wrong. a lot of articles. Yeah, you'll read a lot of articles about um, uh, about how hard it is to get your hands on one of these. Because again, think about it. I mean, there are only there were only 26 made, and we don't know if all 26 even exist anymore. Yeah, right. Like the actual 26 gold cartridges. Yeah. So back in 2014. One of these original gold cartridges, these gold Nintendo World Championship cartridges, sold on eBay for a hundred thousand dollars. Wow, a hundred grand, hundred thousand dollars. Now, weird. up until that point, they were roughly considered about, I think, fifteen grand. I think really, like, I think, I think, like fifteen thousand was around the average, but. Um, yeah, they've been just, yeah, I mean, I mean, we would think about it. I mean, there are very few in existence. Oh, yeah, totally, so 26 at least. At so most. yeah, I mean, absolutely rare. If you have, if you actually have your hands on one of those, just hang on to it for dear life. Oh yeah. Put it in a safe deposit box and never look at it again. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so in the, um, so now, uh, circling back to the champions, um, Thor Ackerland, who was the 12 to 17 year old champion mm -hmm. in 2012, he decided to put his uh, gold trophy um, up on eBay. Uh oh, yeah, uh, times. gold trophy now gold trophy world champion. It was a gold Mario. OK, it was a gold. It was a full. It was a it was a gold trophy of Mario. Um, he threw it up on eBay with his World Championship controller because they gave them a World Championship controller That's too. Cool. Because it was it was an NES controller oh. and it actually had the World Championship, uh, the Nintendo World I Championship logo on it. I never knew that. That's sweet. Yep. He put it up on eBay for three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Come on, Thor. <laughs> that was so, a starting price. Good lord. Yep. Um, Let's so work your way up. Yep, I do not know if it actually sold. I'm gonna assume it did not. Honestly, <laughs> oh my look, I mean, it's one thing to have the cartridge. I mean, the the controller I, I, that definitely I can see getting a good amount of money with the 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 mm -hmm. the trophy. I mean, you just you get any one a trophy, spray paint it gold, call it a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's nuts. So, yeah, I mean that that's just nuts. Now, oh, um, you know, of course 1990 was the actual World Championships. So, and that was that was the only one they ever held as far as uh, uh so we know, right, in existence. That was far just as except, that level. Except until oh, Okay, all right. Yeah, at that level until 2015. Hmm. 2015, Nintendo announced the return of the Nintendo World Championships for its 25th anniversary. And it was part of their – they announced it at E3 mm -hmm. in 2015. And uh, the competition started on May 30th at eight Best Buy locations across the U.S. And the um, contestants competed for the high score in the Ultimate NES Remix. So the mm -hmm. NES Remix was a game that was released on Wii U. Mm -hmm. um, the winners from each eight locations, those eight players – competed in the finals again in los angeles um and it was the um it was streamed online on yeah i remember june watching what's yep june 14 2015 and the uh the games that they played were um they played splatoon mm -hmm. for wii u legend of zelda for nes metroid prime federation force for 3ds super metroid for snes mario kart 8 wii u 
Balloon Fight for NES, oh. which I love, and Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. And then the final contest consisted of custom levels yes. of the unreleased Super Mario Maker, because yeah. at the time it was not out yet. I remember that. Um, so, and um, Mario creator himself, uh, Miyamoto. Sh- yep, Miyamoto. Uh, I can never say his first name right. I don't know if it's Shigeru or Shiguru. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto um, made a surprise appearance at the event to give the trophy to the winner. (laughs) And he autographed a Nintendo 3DS XL for the two finals. Nice. So. I do remember uh, there being not as big as the World Championship. But I think like 1994, they did like a Super Nintendo College tour. Yeah, there was um, there was the um, not like the level. That, of this and, no, 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 no. There was the um, Nintendo Campus Challenge. Yes, uh, that was in like ninety three or ninety four, I think. Um, I do not. I am not in a position to describe that's it. That's okay. No problem. That, that, that is not. That is not what we're doing for this retro spotlight. But I do remember getting because I remember there was a like there was a catalog. Nintendo put out a catalog of stuff you can buy, and one of them was the competition version of Star Fox. Ooh. Which was the only version of Star Fox that I had on Super Nintendo. For some reason, I never got Star Fox, the regular game, on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. And I remember you talking about like six minutes and 21 seconds for the World Championship. I remember the Star Fox game was like 12 minutes and like 10 seconds. Like it was just an odd gameplay time. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, they you know, obviously they came up with those gameplay times like specifically for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what it was, but um, yeah, there was. There's definitely like there had to be some science to the times. Totally, totally. So, so yeah, so um, so we've had two Nintendo World Championships. Obviously, the one in 1990 is more well known, oh, specifically totally. because we went to it. Um, but <laughs> uh, but again, when any anybody who's a retro gamer, I think, or who was a kid at this time, um, if you didn't know about it, or you know, if you didn't go to one, it was in the it was in Nintendo Power. Um, you know, it was it was all it was all the rage. I mean, oh, I just totally. remember like Absolutely. all the hype, all the hype behind it, the fact that they were doing convent, you know, a Nintendo convention, and there was this tournament. So um, that is today's retro spotlight on the Nintendo World Championships. All right, Larry. So I know we're at that point in our podcast where we normally get into this week in gaming, mm-hmm. uh, which has become sure. a staple of our show. Yeah, that's how we but wrap it before up. Before we get into yeah, before we get into this week in gaming, we've been we've been talking about like so many other things today, specifically more around tournaments and whatnot. But um, I did a little uh, shopping this week. Oh, and did picked you? Up a couple of, yeah, I picked up a couple of little retro items. I think you would uh, appreciate. Oh, cool. All right, let's uh, check it out. Uh, one of them was actually given to me by uh, somebody I know at work. <laughs> um, Are you getting gifts already from the podcast? Yes. What? Oh yeah, no, I'm. I, I yeah, I get, I get I get swag, baby. Oh man. I know. So this is um, this is a company called Pixel Pals. Pixel Pals. Um, okay. Pixel Pals, and they make um, they make pixel characters, and they're doing a Nintendo series. So I got my hands on a Pixel Link. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> Look at that. So, thing. so they have different characters. Um, they have Link. They have Mario. They have several versions of Mario, oh, including. Cool. Um, Fireball Mario, which oh, looks really cool. Nice. Um, they have uh, Lu- they have a Luigi, okay. so Luigi didn't get uh, shafted. Uh, they also I also saw Mega Man. Oh, sweet! Uh, who looks really cool, and they have two Mega Man. They have um, 
they have the um, regular Mega Man, and I think they have the Heat Man, uh, the the Heat red. or Fire Man Mega Man with the red and yellow. Okay, which is nice. really cool. So, oh, um, it's yeah, it's just a really cool little uh, Pixel Pal, and it uh, it just if you can see when I do this, it just, just kind of just there. rests. Yeah. yeah, it just stands there. That's it's a little cool. stands there. I go, and 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 I don't know if you can see that, or I'm maybe it's assuming, not working. Does it light up? Yeah, it lights up. Okay. So he he apparently needs batteries. Uh, he does. Oh, okay. Well, there you um, go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they also... So you need he power. Also like, you can also... Yes. You need power. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he lights up. So these are like... That's it's cool. really... Yeah, really cool little item. Um, again, they're called Pixel Pals. Okay. Um, and uh, now that I have one, I want the whole set. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be spending more money, I think, very soon. So Pixel Pals. Yeah, check that uh, out. Yeah, check them out. They have they have them on Amazon. Um, really, really cool okay. for ages 14 and up, according to the box. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so no kids allowed. When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embark dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest-rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. And then what I'm more excited about to show you, um, I ordered this last weekend because I found out it existed. Oh. And then when I ordered it, and I got the recommendation from Amazon for other books that they've put out that are similar to this. So I need to start looking at those as well. But I got a hardcover copy off of Amazon of the Nintendo 64 anthology. Oh, look at that thing. Nice. Yeah. So it's – it. first off, it recounts the history of the N64 – um, how it came to being and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's got the full, the full, wow, you know, hit some nice stuff buy up in history of it, which is really wow. cool. And then after you get through the history of the N64, um, it decides to go, it, then it covers all 388 games. Wow. Created on the N64. Look at that. Um, that is only 388 games. That's it. They yeah, they that. only had 388 games oh, over the course the, uh, from 1996 to 2002. That is sweet. Look, it's got the, yep. it will show the boxes. It shows some screenshots. It shows cover art, screenshots, and a short description for every game. Yeah. Um, it also has the um, the Japanese title. Oh, okay. Uh, for some of these, the ones that came out in Japan. Nice. Um, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I haven't obviously started reading it yet. But now it's on my list of things to read. Canceled? What was that? Canceled games? Oh yeah, the that, oh yeah. I it, forgot about the yeah, it, drive. It also includes uh, all the games that were that were in development that did not make it yes. to the system. So here's the disc drive oh. and up oh, the, oh, the there wrestling. There you go. Nitro, the wrestling. Mayhem, like it. 
So oh. yeah, so uh, really really cool book. Who's and then by? when um, what? Who's it by? Who wrote it? Uh, Math Manent, M-A-N-E-N-T. All you got to do is look up Nintendo 64 Anthology. What I love about it too is that normally, like when you buy these kind of books, like the they're very colorful and whatnot. I love the sleek black hardcover of yeah. it with the and and the artwork on the front is just like you know like kind of a, a gray line art yeah, of the yeah. N64 and the controller. So. Oh, look at that. Just Sweet. really, really, yeah, just really nicely done. Yep. So um, anybody who's a fan of the Nintendo 64, now, I, you know, the more I look back on my retro systems, the more I realize how much I loved my N64. Like, really, like, it's one of the ones where it's like, I always had it. I never, ever sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just realized, like, it's probably, after NES, it's probably my favorite system. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because I look at all the systems it. I have and I'm like, it had some great games. I mean, I, and I love my Super Nintendo did that too, but I got to say, I think N64 got the edge for me. Uh, and it could be, you know, Legend of Zelda. I mean, man, I mean, those games on there were just killer. I mean, just right off the uh, bat, Zelda, Super Mario World, uh, so, excuse me, Super Mario 64, GoldenEye, the WWE games and the WCW games. Uh, yep, Smash Brothers, the very exactly. first Smash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, just, just amazing stuff. So um, it's... And it's just great to have a book that literally captures every single game ever made because now I know just how many games I have to buy. <laughs> so, and, and also, since you did notice that there's a whole section called Canceled Games, yeah, um, just, to, just, to, just to name like one or two that um, were in development that got canceled and would have been awesome to have. Earthbound 64. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that they were making. Um, Mortal Kombat Special Forces. Oh God! Yes. Uh, they were go. Do you remember Blades of Steel for NES? They were going to make one on the N sixty four. NHL Blades of Steel two thousand. Wow! Yeah, Blades of Steel on the NES is. Oh, me and my cousins used to play it all the time. Yeah. They were planning a, a Prince of Persia. Huh. Uh, Resident Resident Evil Zero. Oh, that probably got. That's the one that probably got moved to GameCube. Uh, exactly. Uh, X Men Mutant Academy. Ooh. And uh, yeah, and uh, let's see. And then the uh, one, oh, interesting. Th- then they have something lic- licenses which never saw the light of day. Hmm. So they talk about they talk about other stuff that um, which includes Metroid sixty four, Grand Theft Auto, Final Fantasy seven. So, and then they have a they have a, they have an entire list. Oh, look like, at that! Wow, regular list. And Final Fantasy seven is on the list of games that they were planning for. And sixty four, it just never happened. Interesting that that would have been. Which is, and Final Fantasy seven is on my, probably my top five, uh. of games of all time. So um, yeah, so really awesome book. Definitely covers a lot of stuff. There's a section in here for rarities and collectors items. Oh man, I can't wait now. As well, so yeah, um, it's on Amazon. It's only twenty five bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No, not bad at all. So, uh, yeah, so um, uh, I just wanted to share those two things with you before we went into uh, This Week in Gaming. Um, so it's just really cool book, and, you know, when I when I finish reading through it, it I will do a nice retro review. Sweet. Oh, ha-ha. And, and in the back, there's a collector's corner, so you can check it off if you have it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, and also, they list Japan, USA, Europe, and Australia. So if you want to get every version of the game, you can oh, check it off gosh. here. So, oh, that's awesome. We'll put you know, the link I heard up that, for that uh, in the description. I, yep, and I heard they were going to make a Virtual Boy one, but it really just turned out to be a pamphlet. 
<laughs> How long were you working on that one? Five seconds. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> my, let me tell you something. My virtual boy jokes just come off the cuff. I do not plan them. They, they just happen. Okay. I don't. It's not like I have a list of them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is that on your fridge? <laughs> don't look at my fridge. <laughs> what are Why are you looking at my fridge? What do we got happening this week? All right, this week in gaming. Here we go. And uh, let's see. So. Back in 1977. Whoa, it's probably the this furthest we've ever gone back. That is the that yes, that is officially the farthest we've ever gone back. Forty years ago this week, hmm. the color TV game 15s console was released in Japan. Wow, probably I'm going to assume the first color console. Uh, I it's quite possible Maybe. I did not Sounds do like thorough research on this. Um, if I did, it would have been our retro spotlight, but we were doing <laughs> tournaments this week. So maybe next week. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, we're going to jump to 1984 when Blackjack debuted on DOS. Oh, wow. In the United States. Uh, 1985. um, I thought I would bring this up. Normally, you know how I like to stick to U.S. and Japan. I don't really branch out very much. But in the United Kingdom, in 1985 on the ZX Spectrum. Okay. um, They actually got. A View to a Kill, the computer game, based off the James Bond movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I thought I would thought I would bring that up, those yeah, boys cool. over in the UK. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, James Bond is a, a British character. Sure so is. Roger sense. Moore just died a couple exactly. of weeks ago. So Yes, he did. Rest yeah. in peace. Um, also in 1985 in Japan on the NES, Dig Dug. Remember oh, Dig Dug? Oh, yes. Love Dig Dug. Dig Dug was awesome. Always a classic Namco game. Okay. And in 1987, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary. Okay. Um, it was released on DOS and Apple II. Hmm. Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. Oh, say that three times fast. Leisure Suit Larry. That was like one of the first. If if the rating boards were out back then, that probably would have been an M-rated game. You know, the It probably way... would have. I mean, I think um, it definitely... It definitely came out later than Custer's Revenge. Oh yeah, if you remember that on Atari. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, Leisure Suit Larry was definitely one of those games where all of a sudden it's like um, now there, you know, it's a perfect one to question on in terms of adult content because oh, yeah. uh, I remember playing that game and no, I did not play it when I was ten years old. Or <laughs> I'm sorry, at that point I was eight or nine years old. But I remember when I played Leisure Suit Larry for the first time. It was actually a com uh, a compilation disc. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 90s, they had put every version of Leisure Suit Larry onto a, a CD-ROM. Uh, and I think there were six or seven of them. 30 seconds into the game, I think I died of syphilis. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> like, I was right outside of a hotel. There's a woman there, and you sleep with her, and you die. There you go. <laughs> it's the Oregon Trail of the 1990s. More or less. Oregon Trail is <laughs> an awesome game. And, uh, and by the way, also an awesome board game, which oh, I have. you played it? Oh, yeah, I have it. Oh, my friends and I play it all the time. We just laugh because we always wind up dying of dysentery. <laughs> it, it's as hard as the video game was. <laughs> awesome. So it's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So happy 30th anniversary, yeah. Leisure Suit Larry. Ooh. All right. So uh, moving on to 1989, um, R-Type. Do you remember R-Type? R-Type. Yep. The original one on uh, TurboGrafx? Uh, no, this was on the Sharp X 68,000. Oh, all right. We got it in this week. Um, R-Type, one of the best side-scrolling, uh, shoot-em-ups that, that's out there. I mean, there's maybe like 
two or three series, that'll do it. And R Type, I remember having two of them on a Super Nintendo. Fantastic. Yep. And um, also, um, 25 years ago today in Japan on the Super Nintendo, Street Fighter 2 was released. Oh, there you go. Tournament. All right. Big deal. Well, nope. There's a Street Fighter 2 tournament going on in, for the Virtual Boy. <laughs> exactly. And. Um, in Irvine, Texas, August fifth and sixth, and one the end of June that I'll be at. Uh, yeah, at but the, there, uh, there, won't, there won't be a Virtual Boy tournament. No, it won't be Virtual Boy. It'll be a Super Nintendo tournament, and more of that information to come in the coming weeks. Yes. Um, all right. Nineteen ninety three Game Boy version of Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening in Japan. Oh, great game! Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Uh, Going to jump a little bit to nineteen ninety five uh, in the United States. Uh, Earthbound for Super Nintendo. Okay, never played it, but I heard it's a fantastic game. Heard. I know, I know. It's, it's one of the, it's one of those games I'm actually sad to say I did not play because everybody speaks really fondly of it. Yeah, right. Uh gonna jump a couple of years to 1997 yeah. on on the Mac. We got Duke Nukem 3D Atomic Edition. <laughs> Duke Nukem. <laughs> Good old Duke Nukem. Um, we also got PGA Tour Pro for Windows. Oh, all right. So we got some we got some PC love there. Yeah. Uh, 1998 on the N64. Uh, virtual Chess 64. <laughs> Very straightforward. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, that kind of says it all. Uh, jumping two years to the year 2000. Year uh, Gauntlet, 2000. Gauntlet Legends on Dreamcast. Ah, oh, did I own that? I may have had that. I, I still have Gauntlet Legends, I think. It was an it was awesome a, game. Yeah, it was, totally. Gauntlet. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, Gauntlet, just yeah. real quick. I mean... Y- the company, I forgot who made Gauntlet, I'm sorry, but that was such a coin eater back in the day, yep. like the original Gauntlet. Like, I think on purpose, it was so oh, hard yeah. and just people just, because you put a quarter in and it just, you immediately pick up where you left off. So, yep. A lot of money dropped. Yeah. On that so, one. You, and you wanted to beat the game. Exactly. Lo and behold, you don't, rea- you don't realize that there are a hundred levels to the game and you're never <laughs> right. going to beat it without spending like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Um, also in 2000, uh, on PlayStation 2 in Japan, um, I don't think we got a place. We didn't get PlayStation 2 in 2000. We got it later than that. But uh, PlayStation so, yeah. 2 in Japan, All-Star Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. Uh, on PlayStation 1 in the United States, we got Rampage Through Time. Oh, Through Time. Did I have Through Time? Rampage on N64, Rampage World Tour was phenomenal. But Through Time, yep. that's cool. You know, uh, they're making a Rampage movie. I'm already... I'm already upset at it. Yeah, isn't uh, the Rock the Dwayne it. Johnson? Yeah. yeah, Dwayne Johnson is the star. But what ha- it's not it's not people mutated into giant animals. It's just animals mutated into giant animals and then run a mu- run a muck in a city. So What's already, that's not the game. The game was people being turned into these goofy animals, and they better have a scene of George the gorilla climbing up the side of a building and punching it until it falls apart. Because if not, I'd be very upset. Well, I'm assuming that'll happen at it some point. Better happen. That's it has to. Moving right uh, along. For you, well, you know what? I mean, if not, they just lost your 15 bucks. They sure did. Oh, so All right. It. 2001, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling for Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. And 2001 is home for, uh, home of two. I've got two really interesting game titles for you this week. Okay. One is, and this was on Windows, on PC, Gilbert Goodmate and the Mushroom of Fungoria. <laughs> Got that alliteration going. Well, what's funny is I had to read it three times before I realized it didn't say Gilbert Gottfried. 
What are you gonna do? I, I'm on a game. Cause I, yeah, because yeah, that that was that was a terrible Gilbert Gottfried. Who but, does a Gilbert but, Gottfried? But all I kept thinking of was, oh my god, did they get Gilbert Gottfried to voice, like put voice in a game? The Affleck. Anyway, or he was the Affleck duck. Affleck. <laughs> and then my other, and then the uh, other PC game, which wins uh, the title for you know strange game title of the week, the Walmart SUV parking lot challenge. What? <laughs> I want video footage of that game and I want it now. What system did that come out on? That came out on PC. <laughs> um it was published by Vertigo Games, published and developed by Vertigo Games, released uh June 6, 2001. <laughs> it was a, it was an action racing driving game, top-down 2D scrolling. Arcade Ironically, style. not sold at Walmart. Um, well, you know what? The, I mean, you think about a Walmart parking lot. Parking an SUV there is pretty challenging. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, Walmart SUV parking lot challenge. There's a game I never knew existed. Honestly, and right? I kind of wish I still, it still didn't. And so much so that I'm on YouTube right now trying to figure out if somebody's <laughs> got video of it. And you know what? They don't. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Anyway, moving on uh, to 2002. We got a lot in 2002, actually. Um, but I'm going to limit it a little bit. Um, Zoo Cube for GameCube. <laughs> okay. Figure that one out. Um, Bomberman Generation for GameCube. And at the same time, Bomberman Max 2 Blue Advance and Red Advance for Game Boy Advance. Okay. Wow. A lot of advance. A lot of, lot, lot of Bombermans. Um, we also got Medal of Honor Frontline for PlayStation 2. Sweet. I know we covered that last week in our um, Memorial Day episode mm-hmm. uh, for Retro Spotlight. Uh, we also got Mike Tyson Heavyweight Boxing for PS2. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of games to mention for 2002. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind for Xbox. Ooh. That was a big game yes. uh, back then. And uh, probably your favorite, uh, WWE WrestleMania X8 for GameCube came out. That was a good week. one. Wasn't bad. Wasn't uh, bad. No, I enjoyed that 15 years ago. Um, and then 2003, uh, Donkey Kong Country for Game Boy Advance. Okay, just a port of Donkey Kong Country. Yep. And then Ultimate Muscle, Legends versus New Generation for GameCube. Muscle. Oh, I remember those things. Remember those? I love those things. 2004, Sonic Advance 3 for Game Boy Advance. Okay. They, they, those were good games on, on, on Game Boy Advance. Yep. Uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures, which is really that cool. Game Rock. GameCube, right? I love that game, but I played it alone. I didn't play it with you. Yeah, people. me too. I never I never really played multiplayer on that one. Okay. Two thousand five. Astro Invader for ColecoVision. I'm sorry, can you repeat the year on that one? Two thousand five. Astro Invader for ColecoVision. Now remember last week. Yeah, we were talking about this when- last week. We were talking about last week how the, all these Atari 2600 games were coming out in, like, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Okay? Hold that thought until I finish This Week in Gaming because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to right. close on Because I had a question about gonna, you, if they were homebrews or not. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so hold on to that. Okay. Astro, 2005, Astro Invader for ColecoVision. Fall Down for Atari 2600. Go Fish for Atari 2600. Warring Worms, The Worm Returns. <laughs> Atari 2600. <laughs> <laughs> okay these are all in 2005 then, these are all 2005 okay um and then of course we got uh this was an interesting one to point out in 2005 
Um, World of Warcraft was released um, on PC in China. Oh, wow. In 2005. Okay. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for Xbox and Windows, also in 2005. Nice. And now 2006 to close out the year, and then I'm going to circle back to my Atari story. Um, we got um, Pixar's Cars video game wow. for Xbox, PS2, Game Boy Advance. I can't believe Cars is 11 years old. That movie is 11 years old. And they're coming out with the third one now. That is a yes. long time. Wow. Um, also, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City, City Stories for PlayStation 2. Okay. And then we have Rainbow Invaders for Atari 2600. <laughs> what is going on here? And Wolfenstein VCS The Next Mission for Atari 2600. Wolf? Oh, okay. So what's okay. the story behind these? Okay. So last week I had said we had to get to the bottom of all of these Atari games coming out in 2005 and six. You are correct. These are homemade okay. Atari games and Coleco games and stuff like that. But here's why they're all happening in 2005 and 2006. So in, in those two years, there was um, there was a competition. Um, there was a competition going on called what was it called? Um, I just had it. Nintendo World Championship. Uh, it was called the 2005 oh. Mini Game Competition. And also, obviously, the next year was the 2006 mini game competition. <laughs> okay. So, and these competitions had um, the they had like these certain challenges. So basically, the game had to be one k in size, one kilobyte in wow. size. Okay. Um, and it can only use up to 128 bytes of RAM. Probably the size so basically, of these original cartridges. Right, exactly. So during 2005 and 2006, all of these, you know, all of these, um, you know, just programmers at home started developing um, these Atari games, these Coleco games in 2005 and 2006 for this competition. Mm -hmm. Now, the 2005 winner um, was a game called Robot City. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. It was the 2006 winner. The 2006 winner was Robot City, um, which was developed for the Atari 2600. Uh, it was a 1K game, and it was completed. I'm trying to see if I can find the winner. Uh, it was Thomas Gents hmm. who uh, wound up winning in 2006. 2005, I am not 100% sure who won the minigame competition. I, I, I searched around as much as I could, but um, could not find anything. Hmm. However, what happened was in 2005, um, a group of people, uh, one, two, three, four, four programmers that were working together on in this um, competition, mm -hmm. they wound up releasing the 2005 mini game multi-cart. Okay. And it was a cartridge. It was it was a cartridge release for the Atari 2600 with six Atari games that they put together. Oh wow. So and none of them none of them were on the list that I mentioned just now, but there were six games called Hunchy, which was based off the Hunchback of Notre, uh, oh, okay. Notre Dame um, story. Yeah. Uh, Jetman, Knight Rider, not off the TV. Yeah. Zirconium, Rocket Command, M4, and Marble Jumper. So they developed these six games and actually released them on an Atari 2600 console 
cartridge. You can also download the ROMs online. Mm -hmm. But that's why all of these Atari and Coleco games are coming up in 2005 and 2006. There were these minigame competitions going on, so programmers were making these games at the time. That explains a lot. Yeah, so now when we see these in This Week in Gaming, no, it's not strange. Well, yes, it's strange. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's not strange because there were actual, you know, competitions going on for making these games at the time all right and that ends this week in gaming there we go that put a that was that was a lot uh fun fact um the playstation 2 came out in october of 2000 in the u.s wow yeah i didn't realize it was that early pretty much ran from 2000 to 2013 I think what happened is I didn't get it. I didn't get yeah, it right away. It first, neither did I. No. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really too busy with. Uh, at that time, I was too busy with WWF Attitude on PlayStation. Yep. Um, and I think at the time was I in Majora's Mask on N64. Oh, I hate that. Game. <laughs> I might. I might have. Oh, I love that game. Nah. That game was awesome. <laughs> I was buried in that. Buried in that game. There you go. And with that, folks, yep. that is another week of the Retro Gamers. This was a good one. We, we did it. We yeah. made it. Woo! We survived the tournament of Survivor. We, survived, we definitely survived the tournament of no less than three or four insults to the Virtual Boy this week. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, a couple right jabs. Shot to the gut. And um, with that, don't forget. I am the champion. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Instagram at the underscore Retro Gamers. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. And our uh, website, theretrogamers.com. Dot com. Oh, yeah, the, dot com. Theretrogamers.com. That part's important. That is. Um, and, you know, continue to watch. We're going to be doing some more streaming videos. I'll be on there. Ant will be on there. Maybe some new games, maybe some old games. But either way, follow us and hit that subscribe button on iTunes so that way you get each and every episode when it drops. So we're going to wrap it up. Ant, have a good week. You have a good week as well. Until next time. You got it. See you later, folks. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embarked Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embarked to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embarked breed and health kit.